0: And then we move inshallah ta'ala to hadith number 16. And this hadith, which is narrated by Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. And Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, qal, mara nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi qabrain faqal, innahuma la yuazzaban wa ma yuazzaban fi kabir. أما أحدهما فكان لا يستتر من البول وفي روايات لا يستنزه ولا يستبرئ وأما الآخر فكان يمشي بالنميمة فأخذ جريدة رطبة فشقها نصين فغرز في كل قبر واحدة فقلنا يا رسول الله لما فعلت هذا؟ قال لعله يخفف عنهما ما لم ييبساه ما لم ييبساه إنهما لا يعزبان وما يُعَذَّبَانِ في كبير وفي بعض الروايات بلا إنه كبير. in this hadith The Prophet ﷺ said, the hadith is narrated by Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. The Prophet ﷺ said, once the Prophet ﷺ once passed by two graves and said, these two persons are being tortured, not for a major sin and another narration, not due to a great thing. that meaning that they cannot avoid one of them never saved himself from being soiled with his urine while the other used to go about with calumnies, make enmity between friends spreading evil between them the Prophet ﷺ then took a green leaf of a date palm tree into two pieces and fixed one on each grave they said O Allah's messenger why have you done so he replied Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he replied I hope that their punishment might be lessened till these meaning the pieces of the leaf become dry Abdullah bin Abbas, the narrator. Abdullah bin Abbas, the son of Abdul Muttalib, Al Hashimi Al Qurashi. May Allah be pleased with him. The cousin of the Prophet. The scholar of this Ummah, and the interpreter of the Quran. When the, on time the Prophet ﷺ hugged him and said, Allahumma, Allimhul Hikmah, O oh Allah, teach him wisdom or teach him the book. And also he invoked Allah for him, Allahumma Sakihhu din O oh Allah make him understand the deen. So he achieved A great knowledge and he was keen in seeking that Umar described him as the young of the old with a tongue that asks and a heart that contemplates the Prophet Sallallahu died after Ibn Abbas reached the stage of uh, Puberty And he died in At-Ta'if Ibn Abbas May Allah be pleased with him and his father Died in At-Ta'if in the city of Ta'if Which is close to Mecca In the year 68 after Hijrah In the year 68 after Hijrah The subject of the Hadith is the punishment of the one who spreads enmity between friends and with the one who does not protect himself from his urine now the overall explanation of this hadith The Prophet ﷺ one day passed by two graves in Al-Baqiyah, the cemetery which is close to the Prophet's Masjid. So Allah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala revealed to him the torture taking place For these occupants of these graves He heard their punishment And Allah gave him the reason for that punishment Why it is inflicted upon them A group of the companions were with the Prophet And he informed them as a warning regarding the causes for such punishment. And that he made it clear to them, that the reason for them, for their punishment, is not something that they cannot rid themselves of, and it's difficult to rid themselves of. In fact, if they wished, they would have done so. Although, it is major in terms of its punishment. One of them, it is because he was careless concerning the purification, the purification which is a condition for salah. And so therefore he didn't save himself from being soiled with his urine. And to the other one, punishment inflicted on the other one was due to him causing enmity between the Muslims relating people saying one to the other with the intention of causing mischief and enmity and hatred between them something which leads to the corruption of the society then Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased With him and his father, the narrator of the hadith, said that the Prophet took a green leaf of a date palm tree and split it into pieces and fixed one on each grave by the side of the head of the occupant. And he said, I hope that their punishment might be lessened till these pieces of the leaf become dry this is the overall explanation of the hadith now to the points of benefit first benefit is that the affirmation of the punishment in the grave the affirmation of punishment in the grave and that namima making enmity between people and not saving oneself from being smeared with one's urine is from the causes of the punishment in the grave. And that most of the punishment of the grave is related to this matter of unprotection from one's urine. Second benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may reveal this punishment in the grave. As a sign, as he did here, where it is a sign for the Prophet. The next benefit is that the obligation to protect oneself from one's own urine and all other filthy urines. The third benefit is that namima, making enmity between friends and Muslims and abandonment of protection against one's own urine is from the major sins, because there is a punishment dependent upon it. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said anything upon which there is a punishment a particular punishment is specified to it then it is a major one and that there is no punishment except for doing haram or abandoning a wajib, an obligation the fifth benefit is drawing attention to the great importance of Salah since the unfulfillment of one of its conditions of purity is a cause for the punishment in the grave. The, the kindness of the Prophet ﷺ concerning his ummah, even the wrongdoers of it, where he Sallallahu Wasallam did this temporary intercession for them, when he took the green leaves of the date palm and split it into two pieces and fixed one on each grave and said, I hope that their punishment might be lessened Till these pieces become dry And from this we take that the intercession Can be limited to a certain time Now Can we do this now After the Prophet In our times Or after the Prophet Is it a sunnah To put Green leaves Of date palm trees Or the like on the graves as it is now done in many parts of the Muslim world due to lack of understanding and ignorance and also blind imitating of the ignorant ones who built upon this hadith the permissibility to do something like that it is not really a sunnah to put the green leaves of the palm trees or the like as one as people do nowadays because we don't know that the occupant of this grave is being punished this is a matter of the unseen who knows that this particular grave occupant is being punished secondly there is in this case an ill opinion about the occupant because anyone who would see the grave would come to conclude that this person now is being punished while on the other hand he may be blessed and in bliss Thirdly, the Prophet ﷺ did not do this on other graves, and the companions after him did not do that. Then, therefore, this is an innovated matter if it is done. Some of them said that it is sunnah. to put the trees and the green leaves and when asked about it they said well because the trees make tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first we have no proof that the Prophet used to come to the graves and make tasbih second what makes the tasbih Restricted to the time when the leaves are moist and green, why not when they are dry as well? Thirdly, what makes us sure that tasbih is a cause for lightening the punishment? If it is mentioned by the graves from all these angles together, we come to know that this is not from the Sunnah and that it is an innovation that people should avoid and keep away from. Question. Is slight urine forgivable if a slight amount of urine smears on one's body or clothes? The answer is no, because the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith reported by Abi Hurairah. استنزه من البول safeguard from urine and this is general however the scholars rahimahumullah put an exception concerning some people who may have incontinence of urine, salasun da'im, incontinence of urine while they put on means of protection, like a pad. So in this case, this is forgiven with the condition, however, that the person takes the means of protection by putting full pad. The other matter which we talked about earlier as a point of benefit is the affirmation of the torture in the grave, and this is a matter affirmed in the Quran and the Sunnah. In the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated Concerning the People of Fir'aun In Surah Ghafir, Chapter 40 Verse 46 النار يعرضون عليها غدوا وعشية ويوم تقوم الساعة أدخل آل فرعون أشد العذاب فَعَرْضُهُمْ عَلَى النَّارِ وَعَشِيًّا هَذَا قَبْلَ قِيَامِ الساعة. The fire they are exposed to it morning and afternoon This is before the day of resurrection And on the day when the hour will be established It will be said to the angels Cause Philan's people to enter the severe torment. And from the evidences in the Quran In Surah Al-An'am Chapter 6 Verse 93 ولو ترى إذ الظالمون في غمرات الموت والملائكة بَاسِطُو أيديهم أخرجوا أنفسكم اليوم تجزون عذاب الهون فاليوم يعني يوم الوفاء And if you could see, if you could but see when the ظالمين, the the mushriks, the kafirs, while the angels are stretching, stretching forth their hands saying, deliver your souls this day, meaning this day when they are dying, the day they are dying, you shall be recompensed with the torment of degradation because of what you used to utter against Allah other than the truth and you used to reject his signs with disrespect as in the Sunnah it is replete with evidences and from that is that the Prophet alayhi salatu salaam commanded us to seek refuge in Allah from four matters after the last tashahud in salah and he mentioned one of them as being عذاب القبر the torment in the grave we seek refuge in Allah from that and the Muslims invoke Allah with this dua in all of their salah if someone asks this punishment which takes a place in the grave, is it upon the body or the soul? The answer is, in origin, it is to be upon the soul. As Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, mentioned, however, it can be connected with the body and could be therefore reaching the body and if it is also asked would the one being burned who die in due to burning in fire or drowns in an ocean and so forth would they be saved from the punishment of the grave if they deserve it the answer is no because the origin of the punishment is upon the soul and if someone asks the question is the punishment in the grave continuous or discontinuous the answer is with respect to the Kafir and the Hypocrites, the original Hypocrites, then the punishment is continuous, and it is linked to the punishment in the hereafter. As to the disobedience of the believers, it may be that they, it is possible that they may be punished, in this life of the Berzakh after they die in accordance with their deeds, and then it could be lifted from them and it may continue in accordance with their sins and it may be that they may be not punished in the grave and that their punishment could be postponed till the day of resurrection and it may be as well that Allah forgives them so with respect to the disobedient of the believers, their conditions differ in accordance with the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as to the kafir, his punishment is continuous at the end of this hadith we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who avoid these two major sins and to save us from the punishment in the grave and in the hereafter innahu subhanahu wa ta'ala the most merciful, the oft forgiving walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wasallam